How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to the little things with Mitch and Jake. Jake, how you been? Been living the dream, my man. I'm excited to get rolling here. We are on to episode 36. Episode 36. What are your thoughts on that? Pump, man. It's it's been quite a ride. Um, you know, it's it's got we got a lot going on in our lives uh, personally with uh, with our professional lives and what we've got going on. So it's tough to connect, but every time we do, I, I look forward to it and looking forward to uh, this evening to record this one as well. Yeah, we have a little bit of fun, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, actually, we'll touch on it at the end as well, too. But Mitch and I just recently had a speaking engagement together, which we thoroughly enjoyed up in North Dakota. So we'll touch on that after a little bit. But let's get rolling. You ready to roll? Yeah. Hey, I want to tell him to give a shout out here to Taco John's. We crushed some Taco John's on the way home. Sisseton. It was fantastic. Can't go wrong with some Taco John's. That is correct. So welcome to the little things here. Uh, a special thank you to this season's sponsor, the South Dakota Army National Guard. Today's South Dakota Army National Guard remains strong with more than 3,100 soldiers available to execute its missions. The mission of the South Dakota Army National Guard is to provide combat capable capability to the war fight, security for the homeland, and provide combat ready units in three roles, federal, state, and community. A special thank you to those serving our country from us here at The Little Things. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The question today, season four's question is, what is something that people misunderstood about you? Uh, we've talked about this a little bit and today's answer is how much I care. Mitch, your initial thoughts. Yeah, deep stuff, deep stuff. How much I care, it's like passion. It's like passion. And our passions are what really drive us. It's really who, uh, what makes us unique and who we are. I think it's the main component, one of the main components of our first impression. If you go up to someone and you meet them for the first time, it's who you are, what do you do, what are you about and how much you care what your passion is. I think those are the first things we think about. So when I say how much I care, I, I think it means a lot. Um, I think to be misunderstood about something like that is huge and can really play a role in someone's development, their growth and their future. And I also think there's a lot of judgment placed on that and how we're judged. I think a lot of times we're judged on how much we care. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about that later on thoughts i think you made two two really good points there uh two hot topic words if you will one is is passion uh, we're pretty passionate about the things that we have going on in our lives mitch along with this podcast i i think it it certainly brings a passion out in us um, and we obviously care a lot about it sometimes passion can be misrepresented uh you know for example a kid saying you know how much i care that that answer could go in so many different directions but obviously they were they were passionate about it they really wrote something deep here to to answer that question so that sticks out and then judgment is is a big one too 
Um, I think judgment plays a role, especially for, for kids. You know, we talk about self-confidence so much here. What does it do to our self-confidence, Mitch, uh, especially younger generation? You know, again, we talk about self-confidence so much, but a lot of times we we get that from others, you know, whether it be from comments or, or awards or, or sports or whatever it may be, we often get that from others. So what is your take on that? What does showing how much I care do to our confidence? Well, I think being misunderstood about that, like so how much I care and how much effort I'm putting forth, to be misunderstood about that hurts. I mean, it hurts a lot. I think a lot of times um, our caring and our effort in, in what we're doing is underestimated. Um, I look at I look at I mean everyone's job, for example. And I I know I always touch on education. We got a lot of teachers that listen to this. I want to thank them uh, for tuning in. It really means a lot to Jake and I. But I, I look at teachers. Holy smokes! I think a lot of the times uh, when they're going, all the work they put in, and it's underestimated. And their, their passion for it is, is it tends to be underestimated. So when that happens, it hurts. I think it takes away from our drive, our journey, where we want to go, our passion, fulfillment, our value in what we're doing. I think uh, when this happens, when we're misunderstood about that, I think it, it, it might take us off our path. And you actually touched on that in one of our, our speaking gigs, Mitch, when you said that you know, education and then more specifically being a teacher is one of the most thankless jobs that there is. And and it really is. The amount of effort that teachers put into classrooms and students and building those relationships and, and obviously developing uh, young people is, it is, it is thankless. Like, we, we really, really do appreciate the work that they do, but a lot of times it does go unnoticed. And, and I think that's really too bad. And this just isn't for teachers in education, but that's, that's a great example of where we can, we can lose some of that. Um, you know, I think that confidence is, is something that is built and something that can be nurtured um, and, and carefully, you know, built up in someone. And a lot of times it's like taking one step forward and two steps back. You know, a lot of times we, we get confident with something, we, we build up a confidence level, and then we hear one word from a friend or, you know, our relationship partner, whoever it may be, and then we get knocked down two steps back. Has that, that ever happened to you, Mitch? Do you have examples of, of where you feel like you're making some strides and have some confidence, and then you get knocked back by by someone that says something just because you do care? Absolutely. Um, I would say I'm a pretty confident guy, Jake. I've been told that from time to time. Hey, I would agree with them, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I would agree. And that still happens. Um, You know, it was kind of like a a new journey we're on that we're probably going to share a little bit more about later on. But just uh, it's a a program that we do that we're, we're setting goals. And I think that happens a lot. I think that happens a lot when we set goals. Like when we set a weight loss goal, that's all we have. We're either one for one or 0 for one. We don't have anything else that, that pushes that up. And I think if we can get a lot of positive things going in our direction, when the negatives do happen, we've got a lot more support from the positive things in our life. And so the the long answer is, Jake, yeah, I think it happens to everyone. It's just how we, we take that in and how it impacts us. Yeah, 100%. And 
you know, I know we, we the project was cardboard confessionals and it was high school students that did this, but like you mentioned, it still happens to this day. It happens to you. It happens to me. It happens to all of our listeners in a variety of different ways. We, we, we gain confidence as we get older and, and we get further and further into our careers and our professions. And sometimes we, we get knocked down pretty hard. And I think, uh, I think we take bits and pieces of that. I think we learn to, to tune out a little bit of the noise as we grow older, but stuff still does affect us as, as we continue to go on. So that was a great point, Mitch. Well, and just kind of going, and I want to jump down a rabbit hole here, just so I don't forget, I don't even know if it's applicable to, to really what we're talking about. When you talk about misunderstanding other people and in, in the confidence side of things, I was at a conference about a week or two ago, and the gentleman that was speaking said, people always, always find what they're looking for. People always find what they're looking for, and that just hit home with me because it's absolutely true. They see what they want to see. Every situation, when they set out to find something, they will. They will, and it could be positive and it can be negative, and I think that's what this whole chapter of this book and these episodes within this season, people are looking for something and they found it. And it impacts people. Like, how much I care. Like, that kid's hurt. Like, they're they're out there trying. And yet people are looking to find something other than how much this kid cares. And it's mm-hmm. hurting these kids. And I think it happens a lot. And it's it's really the root of negativity. The road of negativity. The the <laughs> we we talked on positivity. Heck, it's even one of our episodes. I think in in possibly season two, I believe. But the power of positivity is is very very powerful. Obviously, the power of negativity negativity might be times seven of of what that is because we're always surrounded by so much negative news and whatnot. And you know, I think you mentioned something too that I really want to key in on for the listeners is. I think this project really opened up that avenue for kids. You know, someone was obviously hurting when they, they wrote down and sat down and the question of the day was, you know, what is something that is misunderstood about me? They had a lot going on. They, they were hurt. They had something that was very, very at the forefront of their mind. And that's the day that they decided to write this confession, how much I care. And what I think this project did, Mitch, and why it turned into such a such a cool thing you know with cardboard confessionals is it gave those students an outlet it gave them a a platform although it was anonymous it gave them a platform to kind of let go of some of those emotions but i mean in i'm gonna even kind of go a little farther on my on my box here let me continue to come up and speak on this box but it truly is is like when people set out to see things it's unbelievable what they'll find. And I see it. I see it in education a lot. I truly do. But that is that is the root. Like you look at kids growing up, they don't have many negative thoughts, right? I mean, they're just reacting to things around them. And it's not until like I, when people get into middle school and high school, why do they not like school? It's because they're looking. They're looking for it, right? Like, that's what they're looking to. When they get older, like, you hear it all the time. Why can't people wake up and have the same mentality as kids? Because they're not looking that way. I mean, there's more to it, Jake. I understand that's a very, like, soft and 
cloudy and you know way to look at it but there's truth to it when you get older you don't look for that you're like looking at the negative to find negative well it is a good point it's it's kids are are looking for for a lot of things in high school just to put it lightly they're looking for encouragement uh, satisfaction you know they're looking for relationships they're looking for confidence they're being pressured into what they need to do for a career and they got to have life figured out by the time they're 18 like they got a lot going on they're looking for a lot and i think with think of all these kids that are growing up in in the same age level all looking for something well what's being received a lot of time is judgment you know you brought up that word right away uh, a lot of kids are being judged by what they're going through or what they're looking for when they're coming up through the ranks if you will and i think that takes a big a big toll on it i mean you see it daily in education I see it in in corporate America and in in different careers that I've you know been a part of. I see it all the time. People are being uh, judged just by you know looking for something different or or the way they're trying to communicate with what they're struggling with at work could be something totally totally misunderstood and, and misrepresented from what someone heard, and we just fall into these you know loopholes and these cycles of continuously being disappointed. You know, as, as especially as kids, you know, as they continue to grow up, I, I think they're they're getting judged, and then that's decreasing that that self confidence that we talked about. So, no, I th- I think that was a, a great point. Um, thanks for bringing that up. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Um, so when we talk about this, Mitch, uh, you know, we're we're circling around and, and talking about how it impacts us. When when someone is saying how much I care, like. How do you how do you get to that point? What makes people think? What what makes others think that we don't care about something? What is that? It's our personalities. Whether we're overconfident and we're like above that topic, like we don't care about that, that's not really our thing. Or if we're kind of standoffish, um, that that can play a role in people thinking that about us. I guess. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, introverted is, is the word that comes to mind for me. You know, I think <laughs> kids, adults, seniors, whatever it may be, like there's a lot of people out there that are introverted. And sometimes I think being introverted or being quiet sometimes can come off as someone not caring, which is completely not the case. You know, Mitch, Mitch and I, you know, we have friends, college uh, career beyond where, you know, there's just some quiet people out there. And, and a lot of times I think that passes as, as they don't care as much, or they're just kind of lollygagging around or, or they're not highly opinionated about something, you know, they aren't passionate about something. And it's just not the case. It's just a lot of people aren't as outspoken about it. And I think that can be, you know, like I said earlier, misrepresented, but I think that's, that's a good point. You know, we, we all care about things. We're all passionate about things. That's that's very evident. Uh, whether it shows to the outside world or not, you know, may not always be the case, but it also may not be that important as well, too. Well, I think the biggest thing that we have to do, and we've addressed this numerous times on this podcast, is that we can't we can't just jump to conclusions. You know, don't don't jump on these people. And that, I mean, they're introverts. That's their personality. 
like in in corporate America or any any leadership, like you get to know how people communicate. There's a disc assessment. There's things like this that show how people communicate and how they behave and why they behave the way they do. And I think a lot of times in general, people in society will just jump to conclusions like, oh, this person doesn't care. Well, no, that's not how they communicate. That's not how they show emotion. So I think that's one of the bigger things we do. And guess what? When we do that, it digs them in a deeper hole. You know, the next time, like these people might be some of the most intelligent, most creative people in your company, in your business, in your friend circle. And when you do that one time, you've lost their trust and they're not going to jump back on. They're not going to jump back on at all. I've seen it time and time again, time and time again, uh, where yeah, I've been a part of, of different careers, like I said, in, in different companies. And the way that people communicate with others that doesn't necessarily correlate can just cause so much tension, you know, so much distrust and just, you know, these, these butting heads in, in an office. I, I've seen it firsthand. It kind of made me chuckle. Uh, I do want to touch on something there, Mitch. First off, have you ever taken the DISC assessment? I have. What did you uncover? Was there anything surprising in there? No. That's me to a T. I'm ID. And I'm like one of 3%, 3% that take that are ID. Very much people, person. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. me to a T. It was yeah. absolutely true. What they say? 70, 70... 69, 70% of educators, like teachers, are CS on the bottom. Very task-oriented, very reserved. And I am super people-oriented and outgoing. And it drives everyone, including my wife, nuts. How about you? (laughs) Yeah, same thing. Very, very people-oriented. I was very high in I for for influence, too. it just it just made me laugh, and I knew that's what you were gonna say too. But it it's just interesting to me because the disc assessment I think uncovers so many things, and I don't know if our listeners have taken any of that as well too. But you you touched on a on a word that uh, that I want to dive into for maybe just a few minutes, and that's communicate. You know, communication. You know, the name of this episode or the name of the season rather is what is something that is misunderstood about you? Well, misunderstandings at the root cause a lot of times are just simple communication errors you know, or simple communication faults where someone, you know, that's receiving the information takes it differently than how it's supposed to be relayed, you know, stuff like that. I think, I think communication plays such a a huge role, especially in relationships and in development. And I don't know if it's, if it's technology, Mitch, or if it's that we're all texting now versus talking on the phone or talking face to face, you know, I think that's overtaken a lot of the communication and that's where a lot of misunderstanding comes from. But I think, I just think communication is so, so crucial, and I think it's just, I think it's fallen off the wayside a little bit. Do you have any takes on that? Yeah, I do. I mean, you talk about it all the time in, like, speech classes and things like that. That's why they teach you mannerisms and, and being able to, to carry on conversations. I mean, you know people. You know people that are old-fashioned, and, you know, you text a couple times back and forth, and all of a sudden a call is coming. Because that, you know, we're not doing this. Like, we're not doing that. Or they might even, back in the day, they were driving over to your house, right? Now there's a lot of people that would prefer, like, hey, you know, jump on, let's text, you know, like, rather than that. But there's a lot that's missed. It's in emails. You see that in the workplace all the time. There's a comment that's made that 
you wanted it one way. A lot of the nonverbal cues are not present, and they're assumed a lot of the time. So, yeah, absolutely. Misunderstanding in those situations are immense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think about it in texting, for one, just when when someone will respond back, like, are you mad at me, or what did you mean by that? And you just texted, like, a simple response. You know, <laughs> a lot of times we, we jump to these conclusions or, gosh, I, I wonder if they're mad at me, or are they thinking this, or why'd they say it without an exclamation point? You know what I mean? And there's so many things that can get misconstrued within text, so that it kind of made me chuckle, but... Uh, we talked about it just briefly a little bit before, but what what careers is this very relevant in, Mitch? Are there certain jobs or professions or careers where where being misunderstood or how much people care is this? Is there spots where that, where it's most relevant? Well, I brought it up earlier about educators. I didn't mean to, but I did because I just have a tendency to talk education in this. Well, I mean it was an educational project, so I think that's pretty par for the course. But absolutely, teachers. Very much, very much so, uh, especially as they continue to move on in their career. I think a lot of their um, purpose is like preparing kids for the next level and things like that. And accountability. You hear that all the time in staff meetings is accountability, and it is huge. It, kids need it, and they lack it when they get out. So I appreciate the staff that, that I have now and their ability to continue to to hold kids accountable and try to hold kids accountable. But you know what? A lot of the times at home, that looks like they don't care. Like, you don't even care about my kid. No, that's that's very much misunderstood. I do care about your kid. This is what it is. And I get to have all those conversations behind the scenes. So, yeah, I think educators a lot, their passion and how much they care is very, very much misunderstood and looks very different. You know, so I, I guess anyone listening that has kids that go to school, when they get into middle school and high school, like that, that's what it is. It's it's very much that they do care about, and if they don't, like it's administrators' jobs to get them out. Like you can't have teachers that don't care about kids. You know, one they don't make enough money, but I tell you what, we don't have a teacher in our school that doesn't care about kids. I wouldn't stand for it. I mean, I just wouldn't. I couldn't watch that. But I think educators and just the service industry in general, um, I mean, anywhere from like a server or a waiter, you know, there are a lot of people there that are trying to make ends meet and things like that. But there are some people that just love serving people and how much they care. And you know what? They forget an order, forget to put it in the system. You know, that very much gets misunderstood um, well, this person just doesn't care. They're just here to collect a check, and they don't. They can't do anything. They're not very smart. No, no, they're they're working their tail off. Uh, firemen, uh, police officers, especially in the last year and a half, two years. Other than a few bad apples, Jake, which there are, there are, and ever there's there's bad apples in in your profession. There's bad in um, education, waiters, waitresses, police officers. But but the majority care about people. Very much so. And it's um, very much misunderstood in this society, I think. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, you know, the, the service industry in in general, you know, the, the variety of jobs that are, you know, you mentioned a few there, the variety of of people just literally serving others. I, I think it's, it's um, I don't know if afterthought's the right word, but I just don't think that they get enough credit, right? I mean, they, they truly, you know, again, most of them truly, truly care what they're doing. 
and and they like to to put a smile on people's faces and and to help them out you know that's that's what service at the core means so i think you nailed it there um from my background a little bit i i think about people in sales a lot of times even just the word sales you know might have uh you know opened up a few eyeballs even just when i said it but a lot of times people really truly do care about what they they are selling you know that was a big part of the careers that i have and, and the stuff that i'm getting into now i just i have a passion for it i truly care about it. and that's the case for a lot of people in in sales professions you know at the end of the day like there's people that are you know providing for their families you know as well too and and trying to make a a good living and, and support their families and a majority you know there can be bad apples but a majority of people are, are truly passionate about and care about what they're selling to others so that's kind of one uh that that brings brings up to mind but you kind of nailed it with the service well, and i like I the i like the sales one too absolutely i've been super guilty of that when when someone's doing what they're doing and i think it, they're just trying to get a sale well i i really do misunderstand and misinterpret some of that passion for overbearingness if that's even a word you know, it is now. I think we. I think we've made up a few words uh, throughout well, our I'm time. I'm no here, English major. Think. I'm no English major. I had one of the best editors I could ever have in my book, and thank goodness because I'd have looked like a buffoon. Yeah, that's like when you when you brought it up to her, you're like, "Yeah, I'm writing a book." I was wondering if you could look at it. And she goes, "Huh? You? You wrote a book, Mitch?" <laughs> you know, um, I, I do want to bring up too when I said buffoon. I got I got called a bearded buffoon one time by a kid. Like one of my favorite kids. So yeah. Well, I'm just glad the kid added bearded in there. Bearded buffoon. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was good. What what do they call that? It's an English term. Alliteration. Is that what that would be? A BB bearded buffoon or no? Boy, you lost me there. I don't know. No, I don't think it is either. I shouldn't have said that. But (laughs) I was yeah. So I'm just trying to reinforce how poor I am at English. So. Well, if your editor, if your high school English teacher happens to listen to this podcast, Fat she'll be chance. all over you. Fat chance. She'll be all over you. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, yeah, just to kind of circle around, Mitch, um, at the end of all our episodes, we obviously revisit past episodes. Uh, we include reviews and questions from our audience. Uh, we read a few shout-outs as well, too. Comments from our listeners are brought to you by Certified Financial Planner, at Northwestern Mutual, Luke Bruns. We obviously know Luke very well. Luke's been with Northwestern Mutual since 2009 and strives to protect what matters most for you and your family. For more information uh, about Luke or Northwestern Mutual, contact us here at thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Episode 36 is just about in the books here. Mitch, do you want to touch on uh, a few of the speaking engagements that, that we've had recently? Yeah, I had a Hankinson. That was a lot of fun. Got in front of a group. It's, it's fun doing it with you, Jake. Uh, you know, I've been speaking now for a couple couple years, two and a half years. So uh, I've really enjoyed the journey, but I've really enjoyed seeing you grow um, over the last couple and look forward to continue to work with you. Um, got some teachers up in Hankinson that were doing some summer professional development. So it's always good getting in front of that group and getting their feedback. I really enjoy their comments. Helps me to grow and kind of to fuel the fire a little bit. I got to assume that you thought the same thing. Um, would like to give a shout out to Rosabella. Uh, they've been a huge pusher of Cardboard Confessionals, the, the podcast. They're doing great things here in Watertown. Might have to hit them up for a sponsorship or something. But um, yeah, they're doing they're doing great things uh, for a good cause and they're killing it up here. But uh, they just sponsored the book and 
just saying good things about you and I and kind of what we're trying to get accomplished. So thank you, Brittany at uh, Rosabella. Yeah, I appreciate you guys and, and appreciate what you said there too. The, the speaking engagements have been a blast. Obviously, that's really picked up this summer and, and I've tagged along on quite a few now and have even felt myself grow a little bit just from a, a confidence and, and a composure level uh, has really, really grown. And obviously, big kudos to you to, to kind of open, open those doorways and help me out with that. So I appreciate that. Um, I do have a, a couple shout outs as well, too. Uh, one is Hannah Neiman here in Sioux Falls. Uh, she just said, you guys are really good at what you do. I'm working my way through the episodes and always enjoy them. So really enjoyed that from Hannah. Uh, another shout out here was from Michaela McNary. Uh, she got into season two, actually, uh, which was what makes a meaningful life. She listened to a few episodes there and, and especially enjoyed uh, our episode called Finding My Faith. Uh, she really enjoyed that one. And then a final shout out too was from Weston Holm. Uh, I've known Weston for a long time. Uh, he's from Moa Bay and we used to play football together. He just mentioned that he really, really enjoys our episodes. Uh, they're always interesting to listen to and he just celebrated a birthday uh, a few days ago. So uh, again, uh, appreciate all of you guys uh, as well as all of our listeners here. We've had a blast here on The Little Things and it's just been been super fun. So our last comments here are brought to you by Emma Constant at Constant Chiropractic. Constant Chiropractic Clinic offers an innovative approach to spine care. They offer some of the most cutting edge techniques for those who suffer from chronic lower back pain, neck pain, herniated and bulged discs, work related injuries, whiplash and auto accidents. Um, the clinic offers patients the most advanced treatment techniques such as chiropractic adjustments, uh, muscular rehabilitation, spinal decompression therapy, cold laser therapy, acupuncture, and nutritional counseling. So again, a shout out to Emma Constant at Constant Chiropractic. Mitch, your thoughts? It was a lot of fun jumping back on. It's been a couple of weeks, Jake. Um, looking forward to getting back into it. Still great to go on and see the statistics and stuff on Blueberry, even though when we take a big break, um, you see people catching up and doing different things. So it's actually really reassuring and, and affirming. I don't know if that's the right word there or not, but it's great to see people like, hey, yeah, I'm just getting through season two. You know, I think for a lot of times, like, hey, we got to get something posted, got to get something posted. But it's great to see those people that are, they find it, they hear about it, they jump on it. Uh, we, we really appreciate that. So, I mean, it's why we're doing it, man. It's It's been a blast and look forward to continuing. It is fun. It, it is fun. And, and you mentioned it there, people kind of playing catch up a little bit. Um, you know, for instance, like Michaela, a friend here in Sioux Falls uh, that just kind of caught on and, and started listening, you know, and, and we never know really where people pick up, but it's always fun to just, you know, get new listeners and always hear their takes. So, um yeah, it's, it's been super fun, Mitch. Obviously, really, really enjoy this. Uh, the ratings and reviews really, really help us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you could leave a, a rating and review, that really, really helps the show. And again, reach out to us anytime at thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Tune in for the next episode. The question, what is something that is misunderstood about you? The answer to that question, my addiction does not define my character. This is Mitch. And Jake, signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. 
For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-reed.com, itsjustjake.com, or purchase Cardboard Confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.